On August 8th, 2023, the deadliest fire in U.S. history in the last 100 years ravaged the historic town of Lahaina. Brush fires combined with 60-mile-an-hour winds burned down an estimated 85% of the largest town on West Maui. It's still too early to know the total number of deceased or even the extent of the damage. Coincidentally, Lahaina served as the backdrop for this episode long before these tragic events unfolded. The episode was completed and ready for release until these events altered the history of this tight-knit community. I went back and re-recorded the ending to reflect the damage caused by the fires and to add this disclaimer. It's eerie listening to this story knowing, at the time it was written and recorded, how much would change. This episode has now kind of become a love letter to Lahaina and all the memories I made growing up there. My prayers go out to all the residents along with all those affected by the events. Please check the show notes for ways to help. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on Ghost Lore of Hawaii. For those who don't follow my Instagram, ghostlore.of.hawaii, last fall, a writer from Honolulu Magazine reached out asking if I had any stories I'd like to share for a Halloween article. This Patreon mini-episode is what was featured in the article, along with some additional information that was not included. Exclusive. Everyone knows Honolulu Magazine in Hawaii. The publication has been around since 1888 when it was commissioned by King Kalakaua, back when Hawaii was still a monarchy. The magazine is the oldest west of the Mississippi, celebrating the culture, lifestyle, and history of the 808 state. So kick back, relax, and let's get into this. Growing up in Hawaii, I was surrounded by obake ghost stories and the supernatural legends discussed in my Hawaiian history classes. But for the majority of my childhood, that's all they were. Stories. When I hit my teens, however, things began to change. Now, I'm not a ghost whisperer, medium, sensitive, or anything else used to describe someone who communicates with spirits, but I have experienced unexplainable events that I can only describe as paranormal. I once heard the disembodied groans of 40 or 50 people 
suddenly surround and circle me while walking through a Japanese cemetery late one night. In another incident, the sounds of slow, dragging footsteps began to approach a friend and I as we explored our deserted high school campus after hours. Yet, not all of the experiences were frightening. After living on the mainland for several years, I was finally able to take a trip back home with a girl I had been dating. We spent several nights on Maui to visit my grandparents, who I hadn't seen in years. Exhausted from a long day of travel and bellies full from grandma's home cooking, my girlfriend and I retired to our room. Being Lahaina, the night was hot, but the ceiling fan above our bed brought some relief. We sprawled across the bed, scrolling through social media on our phones. The hum of the fan bringing me back to the many nights spent in that room as a child. Before I knew it, we had both dozed off, light still on, bedroom door cracked open. The sound that awoke me was the light switch being flicked off. Oh, Grandpa, I still gotta brush my teeth, I groggily said to the silhouette standing at the bedroom's entrance. The figure disappeared back into the hall as I rolled off the bed to turn the light back on. I headed to the bathroom as my girlfriend, who had also woken up, began rummaging through her suitcase for her toiletry bag. As I brushed my teeth, I wondered what my grandpa was doing up at that hour, as my grandparents had notoriously early bedtimes at that age. After we finished getting ready for bed and my girlfriend and I were both back in the room, I finally turned the light off for good and quickly fell into a deep sleep. The next morning at breakfast, I asked my grandpa what time he had turned the light off in our room and what he was doing up so late. What you talking about? I never go in your room. Maybe it was your grandma. Thinking back, 
I never actually saw the face of the person who turned the light off. The room was dark, just the silhouette of the figure wearing a white t-shirt backlit from the hallway nightlight. I had assumed the person was my grandfather, as it was definitely a male. I looked to my girlfriend, who confirmed seeing the same thing. A man in a white t-shirt, but also could not recall seeing the person's face. Shut you you just messing with us. I laughed accusingly to my grandpa, but he flat out denied it, saying he was too damn old to be playing pranks in the middle of the night. Fair point. Was the spirit of your great-grandpa. He wanted to say hi. Even though my great-grandfather passed away when I was about five years old, I still had many fond memories of him. Every night before bed, he'd have a cup of black coffee and a slice of buttered toast every night. Our family still jokes about the one night he decided to skip his pre-bedtime snack and for hours tossed and turned, unable to sleep. He finally got up to have his coffee and toast, promptly falling asleep soon after. Another thing he was known for was wearing crisp white t-shirts. To describe him as a man of routine would be an understatement. I told these stories to that girlfriend later that night as we lounged in bed, laughing at the warm memories. Which one is your great-grandpa? She asked, pointing to an old framed photo propped next to her side of the bed. I had completely forgotten about that picture, taken at a family reunion sometime in the 50s or 60s. I scanned the photo of my relatives, all dressed in floral aloha attire, until my eyes landed on my great-grandpa, sitting in the middle of the group, of course, wearing a white t-shirt, and pointed him out. Oh, that's so weird. I was looking over this picture last night before dozing off, and the last thing I remember was wondering who that man sitting in the center was. He stuck out because he wasn't dressed up like everyone else. (laughs) Now I get it. He wasn't coming to say hi to me. He came to meet the new girlfriend. Things ended up not working out between this former girlfriend and I, and I always wonder, was my great-grandfather there to warn me? (laughs) Joking. That's f***ed up. 
Anyway, the house where this incident happened is where I'd usually stay when visiting grandma. However, another interesting thing Patreon exclusive is this house is not the only home with a supernatural history. Full circle moment. Adjacent to my grandma's house was Tutu's home from episode 5, Ghosts of Lahaina. In the season 1 episode, my great-grandmother, Tutu, saw the spirit of her cousin seconds before receiving a phone call notifying her of his death. My dad's side of the family lived on that same plot of land since my great-grandfather, the one who came to visit in tonight's story, built the two homes almost a century ago. This white t-shirt-wearing great-grandpa was the husband of Tutu, my great-grandmother. Tonight's episode was finished and set to release when the worst natural disaster in Hawaii's history devastated the town of Lahaina. Nothing remains of famed Front Street that passed through the heart of the downtown and dates back to the 1820s. Lahaina itself has been around since the 1700s and was made the capital of the Kingdom of Hawaii by King Kamehameha until it switched back to Honolulu in 1845. Unfortunately, my family just found out we lost our homes to the fires. Thankfully, Grandma and the rest of my family were able to evacuate twice and are safe with family on Maui. But this is not the case for many other families. At the time of this recording, phones are still down, people still missing, and the total death toll unknown. So I'd like to end this episode asking you all to send prayers and positive thoughts to the residents of Lahaina. Homes, historic sites, and life itself have been lost in this tragic event. I'll list a few links in the show notes for additional ways to help. And thank you all so much. <laughs>